This is Transcend with Nat, where we're discovering our higher purpose and sharing stories and awarenesses along the path of transcendence. Hello, and welcome to Transcend with Nat. I'm Nat. I'm your host. Happy New Year. This is the first episode of 2019, and I am grateful to be back doing this show. Uh, What I thought I'd start with is just a little um, process that I did at the end of the year. As the year ended, the new year began. It's a great time, I find, uh, after the holidays or after Christmas and between Christmas and the new year. It's a great time to just reflect, reflect on the year, reflect on the coming year. Um, and I did that with the, my business, uh, with the jewelry business, and just wanted to share with you part of how I do that and, and the questions that I ask myself um, and that I look at and that I contemplate on uh, and that I allow, a lot of it's just kind of allowing the answers to open my mind to new things and to get myself out of the habitual way that I'm thinking, the habitual way that I'm looking at things. Um, and so one of the, so one of the things I do is ask ask myself questions um, about various various things that I'm looking at in my business and various approaches. And one of the first questions I ask is, what if I'm wrong? What if this approach is wrong? Not wrong isn't bad, but just wrong is it's not the um, best approach. It's not going to get me the results that I'm looking to get uh, and that maybe there's a, a better way, a way that's more in line and consistent with who I am. So first, to know who I am, who I am as a person, and that translates out into my business is who who are we as a business. And so how how I look at the various aspects of things that I'm choosing to do, that we're choosing to do, and going, okay, what, what if I'm wrong with this approach? What if I'm wrong with this choice and how I'm doing this? Uh, What if there's a better way to realign that with um, with our intentions, with who we are, and how do we do that? And then uh, another question, what have I not learned? A lot of what I look at is, is that this is a learning process, um, and that business is a learning process, and how have I, what have I not learned? And you can look at, just as I do this in business, I also do this in various, various aspects of my life, and looking at um, what have I not learned, and how does that manifest, and what, what, how can I learn uh, what that lesson is? What are the lessons I'm not learning? Because I look at life, a lot of it is, it's very important for completion. Uh, completion of my karmas, and part of that is completing what I start, and completing what I begin, and getting a higher perspective on that. Now, a lot of things can be completed um, in the light and working with the light um, and working with others who are working in the light, listening to um, seminars 
and things of that nature, of the spiritual nature, uh, with certain frequencies of light, of the sound of God, of spirit, and of those things. And also doing spiritual exercises, I find, is a great way to bring completion to resolve these karmas. Uh, but nonetheless, we are also working here, and there are things that we've come to this, to our path, to this lifetime to learn. Um, and we've come here to complete them and to learn them, and we, often we complete them through learning the lesson. So I look at what have I not learned? What have I not learned in our business? Um, and a lot of times that's where I'm being caught in, in terms of that's where... Uh, where it's not smooth, where something isn't working as well. Um, another thing I look at is if I were to start over, what would I do differently? If I were to start from scratch uh, and start this business all over, and often that reveals to me the things that I have learned um, and the mistakes that I have made and the mistakes that I've made and have learned from. So that's another valuable lesson, another valuable thing to look at. Um, what are the opportunities that are presently available that I'm missing? So that's a, another good one because start, you start looking around. Oh, what are the opportunities? What are the things that I'm missing? And, and, and looking at, you know, oftentimes you can find opportunities that you're really not taking advantage of that you may have in your business and in your life. Um, how do I want the customer to feel? How do I want uh, the people who I'm working with to feel when they do business with me, when they work with me, when they do business with us? Uh, what is the experience um, I'd like them to have? If, and a lot of that is if I was a customer, how would um, how, would, how do I like to be treated? How do I like to feel? How do I like the process and the systems? And often that reveals uh, a lot of places for improvement, at least for me. It, it really, um, there's so many areas. I, I know what I like, and I, I see businesses being run in that way, and I see um, things that, uh, that are very clean and clear and have have great things about them. And I haven't, there's a lot of lessons that I haven't learned. There's a lot of things that I'm still learning um, how to do and how to uh, make that happen. Um, what other ways can I do this same, can I do this to get the same result? So I look at different areas and go, well, what, what other ways could I be doing this and still get the results I'm looking for? Because sometimes there's multiple ways to do the same thing. And in just looking at what the different ways are, you might find that there's a better way. And you might find that as far as you can see right now, you're doing it a great way. It can be a verification. Um, also looking at what perception uh, or position or attitude can I change inside of me towards the business, towards my job, towards the work. Uh, that's something that's extremely valuable because oftentimes we hold these positions that may no longer be serving us, that may no longer be working for us. And to really look at what are those, first off, what are the positions or the perceptions or the attitudes that I'm holding towards different things? Um, and then what of those can I change inside of me? And part of that is looking, is there anything that, 
um, that is negative inside of me in terms of how I am perceiving a person, a situation, um, a system, or what any part of, of your work or your business um, or your life for that matter, and how can you change that inside of you? Uh, so that's something that, those are the questions uh, that I looked at, that I asked myself. Um, one of the things that I came across is this little, finding the subtle voice, the subtle um, subconscious, or whatever you want to call that, reasons that we may do things. One of the things I notice is that oftentimes um, I have a resistance to do something and because I don't feel that I have the energy to do it. I feel like, oh, one more thing, one more thing I've got to deal with or something like that. And it's a small voice inside of my head that, that holds me back. And the thing that I really remembered was J.R. saying that spirit meets us at the point of our action. Um, and so basically to me, what that has um, reflected to me is that when I want the energy to do something, um, I don't look for the energy before I do it. I start doing it and then I get the energy because spirit meets me at that point of my action. So I take the first step, I take the action, and then I find that I do have the energy and, and the energy does come. Um, and so really letting go of that internal voice and that internal resistance, um, that's been something that I've been working with since I became more aware of it. And so it's constantly finding these places that kind of catch inside that, are, that aren't quite moving smoothly or that are holding you back and holding myself back uh, through my own inner dialogue. And through the years, I've worked a lot on the inner dialogue. Um, that was something that JR had a lot of different, John Roger, my teacher, had a lot of different methods of dealing with that. Uh, in one of the classes that I actually used to teach, um, there was a whole thing that we, uh, we created our own. Each person would create their own um, inner dialogue, uh, a positive thing, and then they'd record it and then listen to it for um, many, many days in a row in order to kind of reprogram that inner, inner dialogue. And part of it's becoming aware of that inner dialogue that we have. Um, and as one thing that I heard in a seminar from John Roger recently about maturity is that being kind to yourself is a sign of uh, emotional maturity. And so that's, that's kind of the New Year's uh, thing that I wanted to share with you um, of what I've been doing. The other thing that I am going to uh, wade into here is the topic of uh, ayahuasca. Someone asked me if I could talk a little bit about that. Ayahuasca, for many of you who don't know, is a hallucinogenic um, drug. People will have uh, a reaction. Some people probably have a reaction because they call it a plant-based medicine. Um, and not a drug, and 
it is something that gives you an experience. Um, so a lot of spiritual teachers, a lot of people in the New Age movements are very positive towards this. Um, and it also, there's other new things uh, that people are doing called like microdosing, microdosing LSD and things of that nature where you take such a small dose that you don't um, trip, you don't really notice it in a strong like drug way that you would normally associate with LSD. Um, it's just such a low dose that you, um, you wouldn't necessarily notice it in that way. And so I thought I'd talk a little bit about my perception of this topic um, since it was asked of me and my view on it is really not cool and it's not popular um, because at least in Los Angeles where I live it's hard to go out these days without walking into a cloud of a uh, pot of someone smoking marijuana uh, there's billboards everywhere about getting it delivered to your home and all sorts of stores and apps. When we're dealing in our consciousness, what I have seen when it comes to uh, hallucinogenics and also marijuana, they all they function differently, obviously, especially in terms of the physiological effects they have and also um, the energetic spiritual, if you will, effects that they have on consciousness. But one of the things as I perceive it and have seen um, is that it's that each of us, well, there's a few things. Number one, it does open you to other levels of consciousness. It can give you a high and you can go into um, higher levels than you might normally get to just on your own uh, without doing a spiritual meditative practice. Now, when you're doing certain spiritual meditative practices, you can get so much higher <laughs> than in terms of the level of consciousness than, uh, than the drugs can get you. Um, but the drugs can get you above this physical level into the astral and, and maybe into other levels. Um, but they definitely open that consciousness. But in the effect of moving you up in that consciousness higher um, and faster than you normally would, it's kind of like a fast food approach to getting it. And as we know with fast food, when you eat at fast food restaurants enough, uh, it can have negative effects on your health. Um, well, this is like a fast food approach to spirituality is that you're using anytime you have to use something outside of you um, to gain that awareness, uh, then you are becoming dependent on something else. And it does have effects on the body and you will have to compensate in some way. Now it has effects on the body, it has effects neurologically, it has effects, um, all these things have effects on how it affects your brain. Now one of the things that it can do um, each of these in different ways can affect your perception of reality. And often uh, it can, depending on the drug and, um, 
and depending on so many factors. And that's the thing is that I'm talking here, but every person's karma, every person's strength of their own consciousness, their subconscious, all of their karmas, all of these things come into play. And so there's no one hard, fast rule that applies um, to everyone. So I'm speaking of in generalities, but they do, I do find that they consistently hold true as I observe from where I see it. Um, and that is that as you open up to these levels, you do open, but because you go up, then you've opened yourself to the psychic levels uh, rather than moving yourself naturally into the awareness of spirit and um, you're moving yourself through kind of a forced process that you may not be, your consciousness may not be capable of handling. Now, if you move yourself too fast into these psychic levels and depending on your consciousness, you people have um, some serious psychological consequences at times when they go on these trips, when they uh, have these, um, these induced experiences from, from these uh, drugs for, or whatever you want to call them, from these medicines, from these however you want to call them, um, people can, depending on the, their strength of their consciousness. Now, oftentimes, from my experience, when I was doing aura balances and things of that nature, when you sensitize yourself uh, to be able to feel people's aura, if someone's done something like marijuana is a very sticky, it feels very molassesy. So if you feel someone's aura who has done it, and the other thing with pot is that it stays in your system for, um, in, or at least in the auric field, from my experience, it, it can be there a very long time. Um, and so if someone has done that, it can stay in the auric field. Now the aura, so now you're affecting your perception when you have these things in your auric field and it can actually um, cause a tear in the energy fields around your body. Um, and so it can let things of psychic nature in because you've given over your consciousness uh, and you've in a way, and alcohol can do this as well. Uh, you, if you give over your consciousness, you can leave yourself open to these other psychic entities and things to come in and start influencing you, influencing your behavior, influencing how you see things. Um, and it can create a, a divergence in terms of the rhythms of between your uh, subconscious mind or your subconscious levels and your conscious levels and so there can become a split. Uh, sometimes people need to keep doing these things, especially like pot where you do it more and more so that you just, just to feel normal. And that's because when you are not on it, things, you start to notice the things that are out of whack in your system um, in, in between the subconscious and unconscious. Uh, I mean, the subconscious and conscious levels. Um, so, and so ayahuasca is really, from what I've seen, it's in a similar vein as um, the other hallucinogenics. And 
oftentimes people have the intention of using it to um, for a spiritual purpose and to awaken more to other levels. And I'm sure that in some ways it does open, it does do that. And maybe it's possible that, you know, there is possibility that there's that 0.1% maybe of people who have that and then stop using it and um, somehow it, it's a positive effect. Uh, but for the most part, what I've seen is that it often uh, can, it can affect you in ways that you may not realize at first and that you may not be fully aware of. And though it may give you a whole new perspective on things and a whole new level of awareness of these psychic things, um, it can also, number one, like I've said, leave you open to these as you've opened yourself up and not from a natural strength of spiritual awareness. You've just kind of opened yourself through this fast food process uh, of, of taking something. Um, it can leave you open to these other psychic influences affecting you more. It can also change your perception. It can change how you see things. And as you, um, because it changes your perception, um, each person comes here with certain things, like I talked about earlier, that we're here to complete, that we're here to learn. And we have certain choices within the path that we've set up. Um, and the basic part of our consciousness uh, that governs the body and governs these, uh, the subconscious and all that, that you can start creating blocks and um, blowing out these other levels and also creating uh, different paths that you, that aren't really for your highest good, that aren't really um, part of what you're here to do, you can kind of go off onto another course. Now, ultimately, each person, you know, in a way, there's not any judgment. It's just about the process and the learning. Uh, because ultimately, it's not like anyone, any soul is going to get lost. We're just talking about if you're on a path of spiritual awareness and awakening, um, what are the effects on the consciousness and on that process of your awakening? Um, and so, basically, the, though you may have a, um, it may open you quickly and you may have these experiences, it can also lead, there, there are unintended consequences, uh, both physically, physiologically, um, and energetically and spiritually. And so, as you change your perception of things, it can take you off course. Now, one of the ways that my teacher, J.R. John Roger, explained it uh, was, I think, is really great, and it really reflects what I see. And actually, I was, um, when I was asked the question, I was considering it, this is something that, um, 
that came to mind, not what he said, but just this idea for me. And then I read something recently of his where he used this concept and I thought it was great because it really reflects how I, how I perceive it myself. And that's it. As you're going along, it's kind of like there's a track under the water, like the boat at Disneyland. And there's a track under the water that you don't see. And that boat is connected to that track. And as you go um, around this track, taking, doing um, different drugs can actually get rid of maybe 10 feet of this track at a certain point. And as you go this track then, in the steering wheel that you think is steering it, uh, it really does nothing because you're on this track. And at once you hit that point of that track, all of a sudden you're floating and you're kind of more at the, you're completely really at the discretion of the flow of the water and the flow of these other things and you're no longer on this track. It's a subtle experience from in terms of how I perceive it, uh, but it's definitely there where there's just something off about their direct someone's direction when when these drugs have and and these substances have taken them off of uh, off of their track and it takes a great deal of work and um, it's not like all lost hope is lost if you've done this is it's called number one stop doing it and uh, if you want to strengthen your consciousness and um, start working to strengthen that consciousness and to move um, move your inner awareness uh, through meditation and through the natural movement of the soul because you really don't need anything uh, outside of you to have these greater experiences of the other levels of spirit and the soul and that unconditioned energy uh, you can move to that you you're it is available to you all the time and if you're willing to um, do the work and you're willing to really move your life in that direction, uh, you can you can move through and you can strengthen yourself and move into a greater awareness naturally. And then you don't need the help of all these other substances and whatnot. And as you do this, um, you can get so much higher and so much, so much greater in, in the awareness than, uh, than the drugs can get you. I mean, they can get you so high, uh, and they can move you so high. And then once, but then once you remove that drug, then it takes you away. And that reminds me, and that's what I'm gonna, I'm gonna end this on, um, I'm going to end this on a final note, and it's in the book, Fulfilling Your Spiritual Promise by John Roger. I'm going to get that out. It is a, it is a three-volume uh, book, which are series of books by J.R., and this quote to me sums up the whole thing. So here you go. I look at drugs as chasing a high, and I look at spirituality as living your high. There is a big difference. You do not have to go anywhere or do anything 
accept source back into your spirit. And that is from Fulfilling Your Spiritual Promise, page 1175. It's in the third volume. And I think uh, that is a great quote on how I see this whole area. So that is our episode for today, for this new year. Uh, I look forward to doing more episodes, more interviews, and uh, having a great year. I hope all of you out there have a wonderful year. Um, God bless you all. Beirush Beishan, which means the blessings already are.